0: Labyrinths is brought to you by Knox Robinson Productions. Please consider becoming a patron. For as little as $5 a month, you can listen to Labyrinths ad-free.
1: Visit patreon.com slash Knox Robinson to learn more.
0: Thank you for holding. How can I help you? Hi there. My name is Amanda Knox, and I am 35— weeks today I'm scheduled for an appointment next week but I just noticed that I'm bleeding in a significant way and I'm not sure what to do about that
2: okay so it's a significant amount of blood is the color bright red dark brown bright red oh god actually
0: it's um I have clots that are coming out does this seem like something I would need to come in for because I live on an island and I would have to get on a ferry to leave she said tell her
2: to come in now and get her ECA. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh
1: God. <laughs> okay. All right, so we're, we're um, going. We're going to the hospital.
2: Uh, okay.
1: Can you drive? Yeah, I can drive.
0: Uh. Okay. Uh.
2: Yeah. Ooh, oh, I'm having a squeezy. Oh, so I'm not what, really sure.
1: What's happening?
0: I'm feeling really strong squeezing. Squeezing? Yeah, like tightening. So
1: you think you're having a contraction?
0: I'm kind of scared.
1: It's okay, I'm here.
0: I'm just nervous. I'm not ready. <sighs> what if it's not okay? Like, I don't feel like I'm in labor. And it's
2: early.
1: I think we need to wait till we have more information. We don't know what's going on. We're doing what we can. Okay. So, worst case scenario is that you get the baby out early.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that we're going home with a baby. And baby
1: <laughs> I've never done this either. I don't know.
0: Uh- <laughs> got a big smile on your face. Look at you.
1: Well, it'd be cool if we had a baby. Uh, Yeah,
0: it would be cool if we had a baby. I would like a baby.
1: Right now? Tomorrow?
0: Yeah. You know what? I'm tired of not knowing if it's boy or girl.
1: (laughs) Feeling lost? Then you're in the right place.
0: I'm Amanda Knox.
1: And I'm Christopher Robinson.
0: And this is is Labyrinths. Hang on to your hats, folks. Third trimester is a wild ride. As soon as we got on the ferry, I got a hold of my closest mama friend who'd been through this rodeo three times before.
3: The the difference between
4: Braxton Hicks contractions and road contractions is road contractions increase and get more intense, whereas Braxton Hicks, like, every time you have them, it's pretty much the same. Regardless, it sounds like you're doing the right thing of going in if you end up being in real labor right now and delivering, you know, they'll be able to take good care of you and and the baby, so
2: you got this.
3: Ooh, I'm getting a tight, whoa,
0: okay, I'm getting a tightening. Okay.
1: stronger than the last one? It's stronger
0: than the last one, okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Really?
5: Yeah.
1: Oh my. Oh god. (laughs) Alright, we're ten minutes from the doctor.
4: We were
0: five weeks early and rushing to the hospital. I wasn't sure what was happening. Honestly, I felt ashamed. What if it was all a false alarm? What if I was wasting everybody's time?
1: We got to triage, and they hooked Amanda up to the monitor for 30 minutes of this. Yeah, it's
0: and eventually... They told me everything was fine. I wasn't in labor.
1: That blood? Well, the doctors didn't quite have an answer for us. They said maybe it was from her cervix softening in preparation for labor. We left the hospital in a state of fragile optimism. Okay.
4: I
0: was just scared for a second there. We're okay.
1: Okay. Yeah? Fear is probably not the emotion you think of first when you imagine the journey of pregnancy.
0: But for me, by the time I entered my third trimester, it had become one of the dominant notes.
1: What are you worried about?
0: I don't know how this thing is getting out of me. It just seems physically impossible. I know it's technically not. Technically, my body is built to do that, but when I think about it, it doesn't make any sense, and it scares the living shit out of me.
1: You don't actually think you run a risk of dying. I do. Do you?
0: Yes, I do.
1: Why do you think that?
0: Because people die doing this. It's just really big, and it's only going to get bigger, and I'm not that big. (laughs) I can't even imagine how painful it's going to be.
1: At their extremities, pain and pleasure are indistinguishable.
0: Who said that? You just now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sounds like a Sounds piece of wisdom, though, doesn't, doesn't it? It <laughs> doesn't sound to me like you know what the fuck you're talking about.
1: <laughs> no, there's. I think there's some truth to that. I think that your body is going to be flooded with endorphins, with neurochemicals, dopamine, whatever, oxytocin, right after the baby comes out, like, you're going to be high out of your mind on various substances that your brain naturally secretes in low amounts all the time, and that is going to affect your experience of reality.
0: What are you trying to do right now? Are you trying to empathize with me? (laughs) Because it seems like you're trying to trick me into not feeling scared, (laughs) and I don't know if
1: I appreciate it or not. I'm not trying to trick you. We laugh, but Amanda was fixating on this dark idea enough that I really started to worry. We even brought it up with our OB. You
2: are not going to die in childbirth. Your chance of dying in childbirth is less than your chance of dying in a car accident on the freeway. And you still drive on the freeway. Right. Having said that, it's very normal and natural to have trepidation about going through an experience that you've never been through in your life. You know, you're going to birth a human out of your body.
0: However normal those fears were, they still terrified me.
1: And however useless it was, I kept trying to shift her perspective.
0: But even when the fears of dying subsided, I kept worrying I'd lose the baby. That early scare didn't help.
1: If we were to look at a graph of our life and when we had to navigate difficult, shitty situations, I bet you you're past the peak. Yeah. You've already faced the most difficult things you're ever going to face.
0: Yeah, I know. I've already had to grapple with losing more than what I could possibly lose right now. I still don't want to lose it, though. I'm trying to remember if I felt this much fear of losing things before I lost everything in Italy. And I'm wondering if that's part of it. Like I'm almost waiting to lose everything again.
1: Waiting for the axe to fall?
0: Yeah. I can try to be okay with the idea that if the axe were to fall, it's just going to fall. C'est la vie. I can do everything I can to try to prevent it from falling, but also sort of be at peace with the idea that I could lose everything. Because <sighs> I almost did. I was that close.
1: We needed to get ourselves out of this funk. We were feeling trapped in the inevitability of parenthood and everything that entails. So we decided, last minute, to do something we likely wouldn't be able to do for a long while, go camping. We're in the car, heading south, going on a road trip.
0: This is our last trip together
1: as just us. It's our last trip as just us, yeah.
0: As we headed into the wilderness, the physical fear of what was going to happen to my body abated, a bit. But in its place, we found ourselves turning to the existential questions of what would become of us.
1: I kind of like that it's just us because it's never going to be just us again. That's true. Not for 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And by that point, we'll have spent so many years with the kid there that it'll be painful when they want to leave and it becomes just us again. Then we'll be like, you never call me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we'll be calling. Yeah. So I'm glad to be here with
1: you. I'm glad to be here with you
2: too, Cosmer.
1: Every couple faces this point when bringing a new person into the world. A dynamic of two, and that feedback loop of energy exchange becomes a dynamic of three which is far more unpredictable. But for us, given Amanda's history, the situation was slightly more complicated.
0: I mean, I don't have a good solution to the problem of people either making comments about how I'm gonna kill my baby or how my baby's gonna be a psychopath. I know that's gonna happen. I know that people are gonna say, well, you know who's never gonna have a baby, Meredith. And I don't have a good solution for how to, first of all, grapple with that myself emotionally. I mean, maybe... Um,
1: how do you explain to them that a whole bunch of people in the world irrationally hate your mom?
0: Right. And also how to not make that like a huge thing in their life, even. Right. Um, if I'm living in the shadow of my wrongful conviction. What is my kid gonna live in the shadow of, you know? Yeah. So, that's what I'm thinking about.
1: After that hike, we made camp near a river and cooked dinner. Is your food ready? Broccoli and sausage is
0: cooked. Bon Are you sad? That just us <sighs> is going away? That makes me kind of sad a little bit. Honestly, I feel like we have a good thing going on here. We
1: do have a good thing.
0: Do you think we'll remember what this feels like? Just us? Like, should we try to recall what this feels like right now before it's gone?
1: Yeah, what does it feel like?
0: I feel like you're not just my best friend. You're like an extension of myself. I feel like us is a really important entity to me.
1: I feel like, this is going to sound so lame, but it's so, so cool to have just like a ride-or-die teammate. I have a teammate.
0: Speaking of ride-or-die, Chris and I were reading a book on Stoic philosophy on our road trip, and we were on a Stoicism kick, practicing negative visualizations and trying to expose ourselves to different undesirable scenarios to train our toughness muscles. So when we found ourselves at an icy mountain lake, it felt like a dare from the Stoic gods.
1: So you've never been swimming while pregnant?
0: Never been swimming while pregnant.
1: That's going to change here in a minute. Oh, God. What am I
2: doing? <laughs> <laughs> There's that. Why? <laughs>
1: Why? Stoic challenge, toughness training. Toughness training. It's gonna feel so good after.
4: <laughs> okay. You can do it. <laughs>
1: do you wanna get back in immediately? Oh God. It's
2: so good. So good.
1: So good. Hold on. Give me both your hands. I can't
2: because my belly's in the way. You gotta get a
1: leg over. i am be on my neck Hold the Ah! <laughs> <laughs> He's You're in the bubble. <laughs> oh, God. Are you okay?
0: <laughs> I didn't regret jumping into that freezing water until Chris pointed out that I had a big red mark on my belly.
1: I jumped in, too. But that didn't allay her concerns, especially when, once we were back on land, going for a walk in the woods... The hours passed without a single movement from the baby.
2: Uh, it's not gonna be fun if it turns out we accidentally killed the baby.
4: Oh. We
1: didn't kill the baby. I know you got a little bruise on your belly, but I'm sure the baby's fine. If that kind of thing, if crawling into a boat, would cause a miscarriage, no one would ever be born. Right?
0: Let's see, I wanna feel it kick. I'll
1: stop worrying. Okay, well, now we want to kicks Okay. The hours went by. The mosquitoes came and went. We made our camp dinner. Amanda, unusually quiet. The sun set. And finally. It just moved? Mm-hmm. Where did it move?
0: It kicked me right here. It was soft, but it definitely moved. You feeling better? Yeah.
5: I just wanted to move again. But I feel better. Definitely move.
0: We could give you lots of reasons to support Labyrinths on Patreon, including ad-free episodes and exclusive patron-only content. But why not hear it direct from a listener?
1: Hi, this is Cannon. I'm a big supporter of the Labyrinths Patreon page because the work that these people do is really thoughtful and it's one of my favorite podcasts and Patreon accounts in the world. Visit patreon.com slash Knox Robinson.
0: Despite those dark thoughts of dying in childbirth, going into the home stretch, I was feeling good.
1: That's a beautiful, sunny day. Birds are chirping.
0: And I didn't feel gross in my body today, actually.
1: Hmm, nice.
0: Yeah, which I haven't felt for the majority of the pregnancy. Hmm. I felt like a pretty pregnant lady today.
1: When you were in prison, did you... Could you even have imagined being where you are (laughs) right now?
0: No, because while I was still inside, after my conviction, I lost faith that anything could ever turn out the way it was, quote, supposed to. I didn't think that the world—and I still don't think that the world operates on the principle that you get what you deserve— yeah. Since as long as I can remember, I knew that I was going to be a mom. And then when suddenly that was taken away from me, I thought a lot about what it would mean to not be a mom. So I more had to try to imagine what my life would be like without all of those things. And now that I'm here and I have those things, it's been a roller coaster and it's been a discovery I've definitely had to dismantle some of the things that I thought it was going to feel like and be okay with that. And yet, haha, here I am, about to be a mom. Suck it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> who are you talking to?
0: I don't know. <laughs> Someone who's trying to prevent me from being a mom, I guess.
1: <laughs> the Italian prison system. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How many days away?
0: Twenty-eight.
1: 28 days.
0: From the due date. I very much am at this point like it could happen at any moment.
1: Are you thinking, gosh, it could be tomorrow or next week?
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if my water broke in bed tonight.
1: If it did, it wouldn't be the end of the world. After our early scare, we now had a go bag packed and in the car. But we were still feeling ill-prepared in the knowledge department. What was labor
0: going to be like? Should I get an epidural? Would I tear? What if I fell into postpartum depression?
1: We needed advice, and we sought it from three different sources. Dr. Emily Oster, who was kind enough to chat with us through each trimester of our pregnancy, a professional doula who walked us through the birthing process, and some close friends who'd just gone down this road a few months ahead of us.
0: The doula we met pulled out a plastic model of a birth canal and walked us
4: through the process. What we're looking at here is your pelvis, and this is your cervix that everybody talks about. And most people who have never had a baby, your cervix is still probably long and firm, which it should be. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then as your pregnancy moves along, the baby's head moves down. He's going to put pressure against that cervix, and it will thin out. Wow, And that stretches a lot. Yeah, yeah, it actually thins out completely like paper thin. Wow. And so once it thins out is when it starts dilating. And that's when either the doctor or the nurses will check your cervix and tell you how dilated you are. Gotcha. And you have to get to 10 centimeters, which means that cervix is completely moved out of the way. Mm-hmm. So the baby's head can come through. And that's when you would start pushing. Okay. At that Crazy. Point. This is the part that scares me. This is the, me. Part, that's, <laughs> that's the part that probably scares more, most people. It's like this it bulges. Yeah. <laughs> Was the first baby expect to push anywhere from one to three hours. And so with the pushing part,
0: is that just excruciating pain for three hours? So I've heard some people describe things like the ring of fire when you mm. feel like it's just burning
4: and stinging Yeah, this horribly. is part, yeah. If you don't have an epidural, it is uncomfortable.
1: Ah, the epidural. What may be the most consequential decision for labor. We asked Emily Oster for her thoughts on the matter.
0: I've talked to people on both sides of this who feel very strongly that, of course, you would have an epidural. What are you kidding? Why would you go through that? And other people who are like, it's one of the most incredible psychological experiences that you could ever experience. So, why would you dampen that? And I was wondering if you had any thoughts about that debate. One, how bad does it hurt, really? And two, is the pain worth it?
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, it did, it hurts. Quite a lot, Qu- quite a lot. I think even as someone who had, I think what would be described as fairly easy deliveries, like I wanted to claw my face off. Wow! I think that's probably the easiest way to describe it. There are people who say it's much better for the baby. That's not supported by the evidence. Epidurals tend to lengthen labor a little bit. You're just getting less feedback if you're more numb. Hmm. And there are a few things like you're more likely to have a fever. And then there's one slightly longer term thing, which is if you get the epidural wrong, if they hit the wrong place in the spine, you can have what's called a wet tap, which then makes you at high risk for a very, very, very bad headache in the next couple of days afterwards. Hmm. But on net, if you ask, is it dangerous for the baby? Does it make the baby sleepy? Does it interfere with breastfeeding? None of that stuff shows up in the data. I will say I'm glad that I did it without an epidural, but I'm not sure that I could strongly articulate why.
4: Hmm.
3: It's almost that I wanted to see if I could do it.
1: It was good to know that the data didn't show any significant negative effects for baby and only minor risks for mom. And as the doula told us, epidurals have come a long way in the last few decades.
4: When we first started giving them, people used to be just numb and couldn't move. And a lot of people didn't like them. And actually, they have perfected epidurals quite well, where they will take away 90% of your pain. But the feeling of pressure as the baby's moving down, you're going to feel that sensation. And most people actually like that because they feel like they still have some control of the birthing process when they feel some of that.
0: When it comes to pain, I tend to grit my teeth and bear it. My friend, who had just given birth a few months prior, had the same attitude. She walked into that delivery room ready for pain. And when she asked the hospital staff about their recommendation...
5: Of course, they're all going to be like, well, you know, because they don't want to shame you. Like, get it, don't get it, whatever. So I was kind of like, I don't know. It's not that bad. I'm only like vomiting and shitting myself and crying and can't talk and like whimpering on the floor. Like, I think I think I can get through this next one, you know? They're like, okay, okay. But then I text my friend who is... A nurse who's worked in delivery bunch, and she's just like, "Get it now, all cast. And I was like, "Okay, good. I just wanted somebody to tell me what to do." You know? Okay, fair <laughs> enough. So, and look, if I'm vomiting and, and shitting myself, <laughs> like, feel free. <laughs> but, but so it's not like you're missing out on the pain just because you get an epidural, right? Mm-hmm. So, I've decided right now that I'm I'm not going to feel bad if I get an epidural. My friend, she's like. You ask for that epidural. That's the first thing you do when you walk in. You ask for that epidural. And she's like, the prize is the same. You walk out with a baby. The prize is the same. The <laughs> prize is the same. Like.
1: But perhaps even more than the pain, Amanda was worried about the physical trauma to her body that would occur during birth.
0: I'm reading Crib Sheet, and I got to the chapter where you talk about all the things that no one likes to talk about, like all of the tearing. Oh, yes. I'm glad you wrote about it. But also I had a little panic attack.
3: That chapter is a little scary, although probably better to know than to find out later.
0: Yeah. I'm glad you wrote it. I just like had a moment where I was reading it. And Chris looked over it to me and was like, are you OK? Because <laughs> I just
3: had like this white. Yeah, thing. <laughs> my college, I will say my college roommate read that, and she had already had her kids. And she was like, I shouldn't have read this chapter. Like, I was, like, too real to read this this experience. Oh, man. I, no kidding,
0: cried after reading the chapter describing the birth experience. Mm -hmm. We're talking about some legit trauma to
3: the human body. Walk me through it. So let's say you have a vaginal birth the most significant immediate trauma is most people have some tearing. The tearing mostly happens because when the head comes out, the muscles stretch and Hmm. it's hard for them to stretch enough. Most people tear some. Some people tear a lot, but the most common experience is a small amount of tearing that would need a couple of stitches. I don't want to say that you wouldn't notice it afterwards because of course you will notice it, but it is like a huge trauma.
0: Hmm.
3: A huge share of this is just, what direction the baby's facing and, and how fast they come out. With my daughter, the pushing took like two hours. And so there was just a really, really long time for things to be stretching in the middle of the pushing. So actually I had no tearing. Wow. Mm. My son was born four minutes from like the first push to being out. So I did have some tearing. Mm. Do I have to tear? Isn't there something I can do? So there's two pieces of this. One is what can you do during labor, And the other thing is what could you do in advance? Of labor, there is some evidence that some perineal massage, I mean, they call it that, but I don't think that's a good description. It's more of a stretching, that if you stretch it, but it's still uncomfortable, you have to actually be stretching it a little bit in order for it to help.
0: We'd heard about this perineal massage, but what the hell was it? Well, if you want to know how to sew a dress, build a deck, EQ your audio, or stretch your taint so you don't tear during childbirth, There's always good old YouTube.
5: All right, mamas, you clicked on this video because you're probably wondering how to prepare your vagina to send a human through it. So in this video, we are talking <laughs> about perineal massage. And you might be thinking, huh, that is not the kind of massage that I go get at the spa. No, it is not. The perineal right. massage, is why first of all, yes. what is the perineum? The perineum is the section of skin that is between the vagina and the anus. And it is the area that is most likely to tear during childbirth. If you try some of these things, let me know how you feel like they've been working for you if you it's gonna be hot
1: <laughs> I, i'm not anticipating <sighs> this is this becoming tmi the podcast
0: <laughs> chris was honestly very uncomfortable with the whole idea
1: it's like some weird bizarro anti-sexy thing <laughs> it just feels a little bit like Mix up the curry, add the coconut milk, um, put in the uh, broccoli, let simmer, and then pour it in your ear. <laughs> it's like, that's not how you eat food. That's what this feels like to me. It's so like,
0: you interacting with my vagina in a way that isn't penetrative sex feels like foreign and strange to you?
1: Well, not just that isn't penetrative sex, but that isn't even meant to be erotic right Mm -hmm. the whole emotional valence of it is different it is designed to stretch and change you in a way that will make the birthing process easier Mm -hmm. so not only is it technical and medical rather than erotic it is meant to alter you
0: it's just going to make it more flexible so that it doesn't rip you know what's going to change it? yeah ripping
1: (laughs) god If listeners are uncomfortable hearing this, I just want you to know it's exactly what I'm feeling. (laughs) This is perfect empathy here.
0: As for what to do during labor to avoid
4: tearing, the doula filled us in. What we try to do is get you to push at the height of the contraction so that you guys are are working together to kind of push that baby out. And what we want is that all that tissue needs to stretch. So it won't be unusual that when you're pushing, you'll see that much head. And when you're done pushing, the baby just moves back up. But we kind of want that. We don't want this baby to go boom and come out Mm. and tear that tissue, right? We want, you know, there's a purpose to not pushing three times and having a baby. You know, you want to push for a little while to get all your tissues stretched. Okay, fair enough. And then you get to the point where you, what we call crowning. That's the ring of fire they're talking about. Because that is when your tissue is stretched to the max. And it hurts. And then some people like warm compresses at this point because that will help with that ring of fire. Some Mm. people like cold. So there are different things we can try to help with that. So and then once the head comes out, the baby will decide whether he or she wants to look right or left. It will decide. They will, will, kind of... will decide actually, depending on how they're coming down. And then once they decide which way they want to look, the doctor will have you push again and will deliver the top shoulder and then the bottom shoulder. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And once we get the shoulders out, the rest of the baby slides out very easily. Cool. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah.
1: All right, man, it's starting to feel very real. It's
4: it's, going
0: to happen. Getting through that physical trauma was one source of worry.
1: The other side of that coin was the aftermath.
0: Am I ever going to get my body
3: back? It's an interesting question. Will you ever get it back? Not quite the same, but not worse. There are things for me, muscle pieces that have never quite gone back. A lot of people have some abdominal muscle separation, which often does not fully heal. But your boobs go back. I mean, they're just going to get bigger and bigger. And then after you have the baby, you're going to be like, Okay, this is the max, but then you're gonna start breastfeeding and it's gonna be like, oh my God, I can't believe how much bigger they got than already they were before. (laughs) (laughs) But then when you're done, they'll go back and they'll probably be smaller. Oh God. (laughs) But the initial breastfeeding move thing, it's not just they get bigger, they get hard.
5: Oh Mm. no.
3: Like a hard rock. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, Amanda. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to know now.
0: I had a quick question about breastfeeding. Yeah. Because from everything I've read, it's the hardest thing in the world. And now it makes me wonder how anybody ever
3: fed a child (laughs) ever in human history. (laughs) It is harder for some people than others. And expecting that it will be hard is probably in some ways helpful Hmm. because you will seek out help. It's mostly hard because it's unfamiliar. Hmm. And it's kind of weird. And your baby is also a novice. Doesn't it just like, here's your head, here's my boob. Ta-da. Yeah, they, they're flailing their face. You know, they don't really know what the nipple is and you have to jam them on, you know, and then they come off. So I don't know. They're just like, like sort of uncoordinated blobs.
1: Yeah. It's
3: very hard for them to figure it out. And then sometimes they'll decide, like one of my kids just didn't like one of the boobs. She just like didn't like it. You try to put her over there. She's just like, no, I'm good. Thanks. Not using that one. I'll take the other one. Wow. Weird. It was just so weird.
1: All of these postpartum difficulties, healing from trauma, adjusting to a forever changed body, struggling to keep your infant alive, can be, so we'd heard, depressing.
0: One thing that's been haunting me over the course of the entire pregnancy is the prospect of postpartum depression. What does the data
3: show about postpartum depression? 15%, at least, of women are diagnosed with postpartum depression, and a good share of that actually starts prepartum. Incidence of postpartum depression is higher in people who were depressed before. It's higher in people with more complicated circumstances, people with fewer resources, with medically complicated children, more complicated birth experiences, things that you would expect. In some ways, you are about as well-prepared as you could be because you are aware of this. Mm. And a lot of what happens, I think, is that people aren't expecting this, that they don't think about it. And so then they don't attribute Hmm. the mood changes that they're feeling to depression. They just think this is the way it feels to be a parent.
1: Yeah, it sounds like the danger is having your expectation be this lofty, pure joy, type of thing. And then when you get depressed, that becomes a sort of negative feedback loop.
3: Yeah. I think people become overwhelmed and then they feel the external pressure of like, nobody wants to hear that you're depressed. They want to hear that everything's great. Hmm. And then it's like, well, obviously I'm broken because I'm not living up to what people expect.
1: Fortunately for us, our friends who just been through this whirlwind were not afraid to give us the unvarnished truth.
5: The first couple months were really really hard and there's like these questions that people ask that are so prescriptive like are you so happy Mm. and don't you love him so much and isn't he so cute and don't you just spend time just staring at him and aren't Mm. you so in love and we'd be like my asshole is falling out of my ass (laughs) like i almost killed him last night with the pillow like I am so hungry, he never latched, so my nipples were bleeding, like, it was a lot.
1: I also hated this guy when he was born for about a month. Oh, yeah.
5: Maybe maybe longer. So, that's one thing we really want to talk to you guys about, which is that we predicted I was going to have really bad postpartum depression because I've suffered with depression before. And it was COVID, so it was going to be super isolating. Yeah.
1: And fate twisted on you.
5: Fate twisted. And every time he, like, went to feed him, he'd be like, this is such a waste of time. (laughs) Like, all but a rejection of this guy. Mm, Fucking hated him. (laughs) And I'd be like, you're feeding a baby. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it a waste of time about this. But, like, it also is a waste of time. It's so boring after a while. You Mm. fucking fed this kid. An hour ago, and now you're just gonna he's do the same like, thing? He's yeah. Not doing like, he isn't a thing.
1: He's just this, like, flapping, blubbering Yeah. ...pile. And I don't know. I, there was definitely some chemical shit going on. I just, yeah. like, I couldn't. I, I, I didn't see it.
0: Mm. <laughs> Thankfully, that didn't last
5: forever. Like one night, like a month into it, I like hear singing, and mm. I'm just like, okay, noted. Like not gonna say anything, but definitely yeah. noted. And then the next morning, I wake up, and he is wearing the most complicated outfit, and I'm just like, okay, doubly noted. All <laughs> <right>. <laughs> and we've got the Oshkosh overalls off, yeah. <laughs> and something turned. Yeah, totally.
1: Our conversations with our friends, with the doula, and with Dr. Emily Oster left us feeling sobered, and if not ready exactly, then more accepting of the inevitability of our situation.
0: When week 38 rolled around, still 14 days from my due date, I was feeling ready for this damn thing, AKA precious child, to be out of my frickin' body. I was waddling while awake and so uncomfortable at night, I just couldn't sleep.
2: Ooh, the head is a lot lower today. Ooh. Mm. sorry my dear, that's okay. You're one and a half centimeters dilated. Ooh, that's 70% cool. 70% effaced, and the head is at minus one station. The head is really low in your pelvis. That's I love nice. that. That is a good baby that knows the trays out. <laughs>
1: cool, huh? Yeah, that's it's exciting. It's almost like
2: your body knows what it's doing. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, it. See you next week. All right, see Thank you. you. Holy crap. I'm dilating. How do you feel?
1: Oh, gosh. It's It's happening. It's
0: (laughs) happening. Well, I don't know if my water broke or not, because my underwear is all wet. But like, I didn't feel anything.
1: Uh, an unusual amount of dampness in your underwear that doesn't smell like urine.
0: Yeah, it does not smell like urine. So maybe my. But you water? haven't
1: been feeling.
0: I haven't been feeling cramps or
2: anything. Did
1: you put the snacks in the car? That's what I'm worried about. Uh. <laughs> it was a sunny Saturday morning, and we were on the way to the farmers market. But we live on a small rural island near Seattle, which meant.
0: We were on the ferry of all places when my water broke. If it broke. I wasn't sure. I'd never done this before. I tried calling my OB. The office is currently closed. Regular
2: business hours are between 8 a.m. and 4.45 p.m. I have to do their non-office hours.
0: I left a message with their emergency line and then called my resident mama expert.
2: Are you still leaking fluid? <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I,
0: I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't... It,
2: was it clear or was it kind of... It was, like... it was clear. That sounds like your water. It doesn't have to be all in one big gush. It can come slowly.
1: Amanda didn't even have a pad, so he grabbed wads of paper towels from the ferry bathroom and then sat in the car, waiting for the OB um. to call
4: but I am
0: feeling a little crampy. It's just weird, it's not, not like a, con- a...
1: Is it a contraction?
0: I don't know.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't really know what this is supposed to feel like. It's just like a tightening.
1: Is, is the tightening happening now? Yes. Okay, you gotta tell me when this is happening.
0: Okay. How are you feeling?
1: I know that I've been saying, oh, I need more time to get more work done this whole time.
0: Uh-huh.
1: But. When you said my water broke, and I started thinking, "Oh crap, is, could it happen today?" I kind of felt good about it. Yeah. Yeah, like You're shit. Like, let's do it to today. It. Let's
0: get it done. Let's get it done. <laughs> <laughs> Check it off the list. Yeah,
1: today's as good a day as any. Yeah, it's beautiful out.
0: It is a beautiful nice day. Sunny.
1: We got dressed up to go to the we farmer's We did park. get
0: dressed up. I feel beautiful.
1: Do you think it's one of those things like when, like, a teenager says, "How do I know if I'm in love?" and you're like, well, you'll just know. I don't
0: know. It doesn't feel like I know right now. Definitely doesn't feel like something normal is happening, though.
1: The uncertainty is really bothering you.
0: The uncertainty really bothers me.
1: You think you'd feel a lot better if you knew that this was...
0: Yes, I would feel 100% better if I just knew that it was happening then I could be mentally putting myself in the space of being ready for what's happening. But right now I don't even know what to expect of myself. And like, that just sort of taps into the fear feeling. Oh God, instead of like the excited feeling, like uncertainty is triggering for me. So I'm just trying to relax and I'm just trying to focus. I think I just need to be
5: quiet and just be paying attention.
1: We went straight to mom's house. And just as we got there, the OB called.
2: If your water broke, it would be a continuous leak that you'd be like, oh, here's some more, oh, here's some more, oh, gotta change my pad again, oh, here's some more. So,
0: it's so very confusing. I haven't been filling up pads with liquid, but I still have a light trickle, and I've been intermittently feeling either Braxton Hicks or contraction-y-like things, but they're not so painful that I can't walk or anything, so I don't know, I'm feeling really anxious and confused.
2: Okay. Well, I don't want you to feel anxious, so why don't you come to triage and I'll check you out and we can decide for sure if your water's broken or not.
0: Okay. That would make me feel a lot better. Thank you.
1: Half an hour later, we'd arrived at the hospital and made our way to triage.
0: They strapped monitors on me to listen for baby's heartbeat and to measure my contractions. Then my OB came in and reached inside to check my dilation
2: bear with me for a second your cervix is really far back you know that baby's head has gotten way lower yeah it feel I feel pressure so I don't know yeah your cervix still pretty far back I do want to kind of reach for it so I can really make sure I feel the bag of water I know it's kind of intense yeah so I do feel the bag of water for okay. sure okay You are about two centimeters dilated, a little bit more than before. So maybe you will go into labor later today. Oh, God. So I think what you probably had is a little bit of cervical mucus come out. Okay. As your cervix is starting to soften, the baby's head pressed lower. Yeah. But when I felt your cervix, I pushed the head up. No fluid came out. Okay. I felt Hmm. a nice and smooth bag of water there. Okay. So worst case scenario, which is not worse, you might have a tiny little leak from above. And it'll eventually break all the way. You'll have a gush. Okay. You know, even if your water a little bit broke two hours ago, but then it really breaks tonight. Okay. No danger to the baby. Okay. You're not in labor yet. Okay. Baby looks awesome. Blood pressure's good. Okay, okay. cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, you look great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you later tonight, hopefully.
1: We couldn't go back home because we didn't want a ferry between us and the hospital. So we spent the night at our friend's house.
0: No more water came out, and I thought maybe it wouldn't happen for another day or two. But then, just before midnight, those tightening feelings I'd been having earlier came back stronger.
1: These contractions are really coming fast.
0: uh, I know what's happening.
1: You feel like you know now?
0: Yeah, this is not confusing.
1: (laughs) So, at least you don't have existential uncertainty. No, no existential (laughs) uncertainty. You have a kind of dread born of existential certainty. (laughs) (laughs) This train is coming and you can't stop it. No. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. God. Quick, what is it? Girl. Girl. Uh, Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, I don't like this. Oh, God.
0: I I want to go. I want to go.
1: We hadn't quite hit the 411 point yet. The contractions coming every four minutes, lasting one minute long, and happening for at least an hour. But there was no sense of doubt on Amanda's face. We gathered our stuff and made for the car at midnight. Our friend gave us some last-minute advice. We had we were you know, laboring for hours before we went to the hospital. And then they were like, go home? Yeah, they were like, come back in however many hours it takes for you to, like, get farther, I guess. You guys are probably okay, and you should just go in, but just, I'm just letting you know that... There's a chance that home. they'll say, go back home. Right, and then you'll be here in the middle of the night for, like, a couple more hours doing this exact same thing.
0: Well, I want to go in, and... and then, okay.
1: So just go in. we tell them <laughs> to suck
0: it.
5: <laughs> 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 not not coming. The only waffling I'm doing right now is just a matter of hours.
1: Really? Yeah. Gosh. OK. Well, here we go. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, we'll oh keep god, you updated. God, oh, gotta god,
4: oh, god, oh, god, 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 god. 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 focus on yourself.
1: Please. OK. Oh, god, oh, god. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, OK. <laughs> Stopped? No. i oh, still going. Oh, god. All right.
2: Oh, god. OK, OK. Uh,
1: OK, we're 20 minutes from the uh, hospital. Oh. Starting again?
2: Yeah. Oh.
0: Don't don't just, just just keep driving. Oh god, yeah. Oh, oh, oh.
1: Is that getting to more towards the actual super intense?
2: That's getting really intense.
1: Okay. That was over a minute long.
2: Oh god. I
0: I don't wanna do this without an epidural.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, okay we are eight minutes away, seven minutes away.
0: Okay, okay. Oh, ow, okay, it's stopping,
1: oh. You know what? Uh. At least we're not stuck in afternoon traffic. Oh
0: my god.
1: Right? Aren't you glad it's the middle of the night?
0: I am very glad.
1: This is ridiculous. Should I just run the light? No. If I ever had carte blanche to run a red light, it's right now.
0: It's
1: true. I yeah, mean, get out of jail free card for this. Okay.
5: To turn in there. Okay, it's starting. Ah, uh,
0: uh, oh, uh.
1: Step one at the hospital, find out if we're staying or going back home. I've never seen Amanda more eager to spread her legs.
2: Oh, so I'm going to check your cervix,
5: if that's okay with you, yeah. to see if there's been change. Okay. You tell me if I need to stop. Okay. Lots of pressure. Okay. Nice. You just pull it forward. Okay. 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 Good. okay. okay good, good, good. 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 All done. I'm so sorry. Okay. Good job. You're about four centimeters dilated. Okay. You're super thinned out. Okay. Like eighty percent of face. Okay. Which means you're probably gonna stay. Okay.
0: <laughs> A few minutes later, they moved us to the delivery room, so at least I didn't have to moan and huff to the whole triage
2: floor. And <laughs> I heard about having you know, a surprise baby. Yes, yeah. Yeah, those are my favorite. Oh. So what do we think baby is? Just your gut. Oh god. Uh earlier I thought girl. What do you think?
1: Feels like a girl right now. Yeah? Feels like a girl right now. <laughs> <laughs> it changes manifest. <laughs> <laughs> Moments later, Amanda's mom arrived.
5: How are we doing? It's not feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing. Did this with you somewhere in this building. Listen, after today you're
2: gonna to appreciate your
4: mom. <laughs> Do you remember your labor story? Um,
5: I know that you almost gave
4: birth to me in the elevator. That's true. Yeah.
5: Oh, that's okay. Good, good
4: one. I had precipitous labor, so oh, yeah. showing uh,
2: up at 10 centimeters. I think she'll be going pretty quick too. Oh good.
5: I'm getting an epidural. <laughs> <laughs> oh you don't wanna go without drugs no. like I did you? No. Come on.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Those oh. hurt, don't they? Oh. Uh. Yeah. Oh, God. Breathe. Oh. There you go. You got this. Oh, yeah. wow, wow. Hi. Can you call for an epidural, please? Oh. Okay. Thank you. Oh. oh, God. Oh, God. Damn it. Uh. Hurts uh. now. Okay. She's coming quick. All right. So I called in a teacher, So as soon as they come, we'll have this epidural. Okay. okay. Thank you.
1: The anesthesiologist arrived and explained the procedure. He'd numb her back and then insert a catheter directly into her spine. The risks? A 1% chance of chronic backache, a 1% chance of a terrible headache, and a 1 in 100,000 chance of nerve damage or paralysis.
0: Which would be devastating, but about the same risk as getting struck by lightning. I agreed. They waited for a contraction to pass, then shoved the needle in. 10 minutes later, the fentanyl was taking effect.
2: On a scale of 1 to 10, what would you rate your pain right now? Oh, um, four. Four? Yeah. Three, eight, eight. And what would you say is an acceptable pain level that you can tolerate? This is totally acceptable.
1: Well, that's four. What was it without
5: it? Uh, ten. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right,
1: well, what would it have been in the moment of birth? Uh, the
4: transcendental. <laughs> We're going to meet this little human
2: here in a few minutes. Maybe We'll meet you soon. Yeah, I'm excited to meet
3: her. Mm-hmm. Her? I feel like it's a girl right
2: now. I don't
1: know. It's weird that you're not screaming every few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, on the advice of our friends, I took a nap. You want to be on your A game at the moment of truth, and pretty soon I'd be running a seemingly permanent sleep deficit. An hour later, Amanda was shaking uncontrollably. A normal sign, the nurse said, that her body was getting ready to deliver. I'm
5: gonna check you really quick. I'm fully dilated. I'm fully dilated. I think happens right there. Oh
2: man.
4: Fully dilated? You should probably wake up, Chris. Uh, <laughs> fully dilated?
3: I'm going to turn on a bright light, okay? okay? Yeah.
0: The nurse gave me a quick tutorial on pushing with the contraction. And seeing how eager that baby was to pop out, she grabbed the doctor, and it all happened so fast.
1: They waited for a contraction to build. And then...
2: What's happening now? Yes, yeah, it's starting to build. I can feel it. All right, love you. Ready? It in and push down, nice and strong, hard,
5: hard, 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 hard. Five Ooh, Great, great,
2: great, great,
4: great.
2: Eight, nine, ten. <sighs> Pull your elbows up, kind of like you're rowing a boat. Deep breath, and, and chin push. down, up
5: over the push. top of that
2: base. Nice and nice strong. Awesome. Don't let it
5: touch all down. your hair. Oh my so, god
1: yeah. Oh
5: my
0: gosh!
1: Couple
5: of hours? Yeah. yeah certainly not going to be <laughs> you. <laughs> 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 and Flo. Very okay. oh, so, good. Uh, oh, yeah. Little a Little ones. Like... Look at okay. all that hair. Though. Isn't it amazing?
2: <laughs> That's my that. hair. Okay, can you like, see? Yeah, Look at so all that hair. Oh my God. Okay, <laughs> 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 Yeah. Okay. A little more, a little more, a little more. Beautiful. Control. Nice job. Okay, and Flo. you yeah. Oh right Oh my God. Hey, easy, easy, easy.
1: Oh my God. So oh hard. my
2: God. And then you can put your hands down here. Stay there. And
1: then I'm gonna hand you your.
2: Talk
5: to the baby. Hi, baby. Yeah. You have a baby girl. 8.8? 8.8.
1: 8.8? 8.
2: 8.
1: Yeah. Six pounds, 8.8 8 ounces. Look at you. You're such a little, tiny person. Well?
2: We have a baby girl. We have
1: a baby girl.
2: <laughs> Holy crap.
1: The birthing process could not have gone smoother.
0: For all my anxieties, my fear of dying in childbirth, my labor was fast, and it left my body relatively untraumatized.
1: We only had one regret. We had a name picked out for a girl.
0: A name related to inspiration and discovery.
1: But in that revelatory moment, overwhelmed at the sight of her, I didn't have enough wits about me to exclaim,
0: Eureka!
1: Eureka Muse Knox Robinson. And sorry to disappoint if you were hoping to see all the cute baby photos.
0: And believe me, she is freaking adorable.
1: But we've decided that whether she wants to share her life on social media or not, is a decision for her to make many years from now. Not one we should make for her. We chose to give you this intimate window into our pregnancy journey because we learned valuable things we wanted to share. Things about our own emotional experience we couldn't have anticipated.
0: But also because sometimes the best antidote to a world of sensational stories is one that is intimate and vulnerable.
1: And if you thought that what we revealed here was intimate, just imagine how we feel about Eureka's life.
0: She deserves the privacy and autonomy that I was denied. From this point on, her life is her own.
1: As for us, we've got a lot more to share with you. Stay tuned for upcoming mini-series on psychedelic mushrooms, the ethics of true crime, and the satanic panic.
0: In the meantime, get lost with us. Find us on Twitter, at Amanda Knox.
1: At Man Under Bridge.
0: And please, if you're enjoying Labyrinths, help us out with a five-star rating and leave a nice review.
1: Special thanks to Dr. Emily Oster. Please check out her books, Expecting Better, Sheet, and her latest, The Family Firm. All about raising kids in those early school years.
0: This episode was written by us, edited and sound designed by Chandler Mays, with theme music by Josh Budo Karp. Fun fact, for every hour of Labyrinths you enjoy, we put in dozens of hours researching, outreaching, interviewing, scripting, editing, and audio engineering.
1: What keeps us going? Coffee. Coffee.
0: So if you're enjoying Labyrinths, please buy us a coffee.
1: Head over to patreon.com slash Knox Robinson, where you can make a monthly donation.
0: Thanks for getting lost with us.